Hey, Ryan, what you watching? It's one of my favorite holiday movies, The Man Who Saved Arbor Day. It may be old and scratchy and in black and white, but it's a classic. Oh, dear. How will we afford the Arbor Day turkey this year? It costs 75 cents. We don't have that kind of money. We can't even afford 10 cents for Arbor Day yams. Perhaps your boss, Mr. Spendthrift, could help us. He's the richest man in town. He has over $1,000 to his name. But Mr. Spendthrift is the meanest man in town. He didn't even offer to pay for my heart surgery, which cost $4. So what is this movie about? It's mostly the characters worrying about money and saying prices out loud. But in a larger sense, it's about a man who's been cruel his whole life, suddenly deciding to be a good person. Here, uh, let me fast forward to my favorite part. Mr. Spindthrift. Yes, it is I, Mr. Spindthrift. And I'm here to save your Arbor Day celebration. With a 75-cent turkey, some 10-cent yams, your $4 heart surgery. Wow, things used to be cheap back then, eh? And last but not least, I'm buying you all a new car for $300. Oh, thank you, Mr. Spendthrift. I'm a good person now. Forget all those years I was mean. This cancels that out. And may the Arbor Day spirit live on with you all. (laughs) Gets me every time. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet ending. Sometimes you just need a good cry. <laughs> Welcome back to Million Bazillion. I'm Bridget. And I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm Ryan. Um, okay, pull it together, man. Um, uh, uh, I'm Ryan, and uh, we help dollars make more sense. We're here to answer the questions you have about money. And here's a good one that just came in. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Bridget. My name is Alder, and I live in Helena, Montana. My question is, why is a dollar today worth more than a dollar in the future? How does Alder know what a dollar will be worth in the future? Wait. Can Alder see the future? I don't think so. I think Alder must have figured out that you used to be able to buy more stuff with a single dollar because stuff was cheaper. Like you could buy a hula hoop in the 1950s for like $1.99, but now a hula hoop costs $12. And she's probably guessing that a dollar in the future will be able to buy even less than it does today. Maybe a hula hoop will cost like $20. Hmm, okay, so we're sure she's not a psychic. What number am I thinking of, Alder? Pretty sure she's not psychic. Uh, And you don't need to be one to guess that prices of things are going to continue to go up as time goes on. They've been going up for years. It's called inflation. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. And now it's time for asking random kids not-so-random questions. Today's question is, if you had a ton of money, what's the one thing you would do to help the world? I would spend the money to clean the ocean water. I would use my money to help Ukraine. Charities for animals. Probably donate to local shelters. Of snakes? Um, shelling it. I would buy lots of trees and I would plant them to help air pollution. Donate to charity to save the people who don't have homes, and I just said that's important. 
That was Emma, Audrey, Ellie, and Roman in Michigan, Eloise in Illinois, Ada in Georgia, and Mateo in California. This has been Asking Random Kids Not-So-Random Questions. All right, let's do this. Let's explain filtration. No, no, not filtration. Inflation. I'm pretty sure you said filtration back there. I'm pretty sure I said inflation. That's when the cost of a bunch of things go up at about the same time. It's a pretty normal thing that happens in our money system. Right now, inflation is higher than it's been in a while. So you might hear a lot of grownups talking about how the prices of the things they buy have gone up. Oh, I sure have noticed it. Like gas and food got more expensive. And it's so frustrating to go to the store and realize that my hard-earned dollars don't buy as much. What does that have to do with Alder's question? Well, Alder wants to know why dollars buy less over time. And that is a side effect of inflation. Got it. Uh, How do we explain what's happening here? Okay, well, first we really need to see how much prices have changed over time. So... You know, this is a perfect chance for us to jump in the time machine. Time machine? Wow, we're in the 70s? 1972 to be exact, 50 years ago. Everyone here looks like how cool people look now. It's like a whole land of cool people. I knew I should have worn my high-waisted jeans. I'd have fit right in. What should we do while we're here? Oh, wait, I know. Let's watch a Scooby-Doo that's not a rerun. Wait, Ryan, look at the sign in that window over there. At that restaurant, hamburgers, 55 cents. French fries, 20 cents. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That in the 70s, all the food looks smothered in mayonnaise? No, everything costs less here. Now are you thinking what I'm thinking? Candy Candy store. store! Wow, I don't even recognize these candy brands. Snick Snack, Crispy Nut, Reggie Jackson's Reggie Bar. These must have all been discontinued. Let's buy one of each. Be cool, be cool. Um, pardon us, esteemed confectioner of candied treats. We kindly request that these three sweets are... <laughs> this is 1972, not 1872. You can talk more normal. Oh, uh, right. Uh, How much for the three candy bars? 30 cents. What? Surely you've made some kind of adding error. Nope. Each candy bar is 10 cents. Want to throw in a newspaper for an extra 10 cents? Or a soda pop for 5 cents? Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna like it here in 1972. Maybe we just stay here and live in this paradise where candy bars cost a mere dime. Whoa, 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 whoa slow down, Ryan. Remember, prices were lower back then, but also people made less money, too. What do you mean back then? Oh, we're from the future. Groovy. We're all on our own journey, man. Right on. So as a shaggy-haired gentleman of the 1970s, this stuff doesn't seem cheap to you? No way, man. I make $1.60 an hour. And now that you mention it, everything was way more expensive when I was a kid in the 1950s. Back then, a Snick Snack bar was only five cents. Oh, I think I get it. Everything costs less in the past, but people made less money, too. And over time, prices go up, but so does what people get paid to work. So things sort of kind of balance out over time. Prices go up, paychecks go up. Prices go up, paychecks go up. It's like a little dance. Paychecks go up? Far out, man. 
What's minimum wage in the future? Like $40 an hour? Um, not quite. Wait, though, why do prices go up? Is there like a meeting once a year where everyone decides to slap an extra three cents on all my price tags? No, stores will usually just raise their prices when they need to. Like maybe it got more expensive to make bicycle tires because it got harder to find the rubber those tires are made out of. And then the price of rubber goes up. And that might mean the whole bike is going to cost you more because, you know, the tires are part of that total bike price. Things also get more expensive when the price of oil goes up because everything has to travel to get to us. And oil is a key ingredient in the fuel for everything from cars and trucks to planes and boats. Okay, I'm with you. Or maybe everyone has more money and they want to spend it. And, you know, everyone wanting to buy stuff can push up the prices. Slow down there. Explain that last point to me. Oh, uh, okay. so this candy store has all different types of candy. And let's say everyone decides they must have candy right now. Here's how that could drive up the price. All right, word on the street is that they're discontinuing Reggie bars. Can I buy seven? I'll have three cases of ZZ Tarts and one Almond Brothers Crunch. I'll pay double the price for this king-size bag of Fleetwood Smacks. What are these candies you 70s people eat? Did I hear we're all buying all the candy? I want in. You got any snick snacks? I'll take two Agnew Chews and a gallon of candy corn. Sold. Man, if people all want candy this bad, I could raise my prices and still sell this whole store. Plus, I'd make more money. All right, now let's say that happens in stores all up and down the street. Everyone wants to buy more hamburgers and flowers and bell-bottom jeans and gas, and they've got the money to do it. And all these store owners realize that they can increase their prices, and people won't stop buying stuff. And so that's what happens. Oh, so that's inflation? Oh, I get it. Inflation. Like when you inflate a balloon, it gets bigger. The prices are inflating. They're getting bigger, too. Exactly. But inflation isn't just the price of one thing going up. It's when a whole bunch of prices go up at about the same time. Oops. Oof. Ugh. This store is getting a little too crowded. Sorry. How about we ditch the 70s and head back to the future? Say, that gives me a good idea for a movie. Hey, Robert, Bob, it's your cousin, Marvin Zemeckis. You know that movie idea you've been looking for? Listen to this. Ah, are we back in the present day? Yep, everyone's looking down at their phones and seems more stressed out. This is definitely 2022. Okay, so I think I get how inflation works. It's like a little dance between prices getting a little higher and then paychecks getting a little higher. Uh, well, I've got something else to show you. How about we take a ride on that merry-go-round across the street? Ooh, I always enjoy a spin around a fixed center. Let's do it. Ah, this is exactly my speed. A nice, chill merry-go-round. Mm-hmm, yep, just a nice, normal merry-go-round. And this is the type of inflation that we usually like. It's a gentle cycle of prices going up, and then our paychecks get a little bigger, too, so we don't really notice that prices have gone up, and that's what really should happen. Oh, no, we're starting to spin out of control. Ah, you tricked me! This merry-go-round is really a scary-go-round! Did you do this on purpose? What are you trying to prove with this, Bridget? I promise you're totally safe, but I needed a way to show you that, like a broken merry-go-round, a world where prices go up too fast can be a little frightening. 
This is sort of what it feels like right now because inflation got pretty high pretty fast. But what about paychecks going up too to even it out? You said that's what happens, right? Right, but it, it takes time to ask for a raise. Some people might never get the raise that they ask for, and even when they do, it might take a while for that paycheck to actually get bigger. So for now, things might be a little off balance. I get it, I get it. What am I supposed to do right now when my grocery bill just got way more expensive? Well, believe it or not, there are people who are supposed to keep an eye on inflation, and they have some ways they can help, and this is when they usually try to step in and cause it all to slow down. Whew, it took a minute, but yeah, we slowed down. Oh, nice way to illustrate a point, Bridget. We really did it. We really... (gasps) Look at the snack bar! You really want to eat after all that spinning? No, look, those snow cones are now $10, and those hot dogs are now $18! Oh no, I think my merry-go-round metaphor actually spun inflation out of control. We need to fix this! Oh no, you've really done it this time, Bridget. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I can't afford a hot dog, and now I actually am starting to get hungry, and I'm in the mood for a hot dog. We need to fix this. Bridget, I need a hot dog. All right, so what can be done to slow down this inflation so we can afford regular stuff again? We're podcasters and not famous ones. We have no choice but to go to the people who watch inflation. They've got some things they can do to help, and they're actually some of the coolest people in the world. Uh, professional snowboarders? No, the folks at the Federal Reserve. Aww. Oh, we are here at the Federal Reserve. I am so psyched that people who work at the Federal Reserve are in charge of making sure our economy works the way it's supposed to. And that includes keeping prices steady, free from wild inflation. Well, as much as they can. I've always wanted to visit this place. These people are my rock stars. Whoa, it's Lisa Cook. She's on the Board of Governors. And we just made eye contact. Did I mess that up? Do you think she thought I was cool? I think you nailed it. So these people just try to stop inflation all day? Not all inflation. In fact, they say the right amount of inflation is good. In a year, they're looking for like 2%. 2%, exactly how I like my milk. Okay, so tell me, what do these inflation watchers spend all their time doing? Okay, so first, the Fed, as its friends call it, keeps an eye on how much things cost. So they have this thing called a basket, as in like a shopping basket. And every month they go out, they fill it up with a whole bunch of things like food and clothes and whatever. And then they look at the total cost of buying all that stuff. They see if that price is going up or down. And if one month the basket total is, say, $150 and the next it's $175, they know inflation has arrived. Well, whoever's filling the Fed's shopping basket should get better snacks. All they have here is granola. No, thank you. Ryan, don't open that. You're embarrassing me. And besides, the basket is not an actual basket. It's just a way to follow the price of things. And if the prices of all the things in the basket are rising too fast or not fast enough, the Fed can do something about it. Sort of. Sort of? They got marble-crusted hallways and they can only sort of fix inflation? (laughs) Well, they have very specific tools, so there are only certain things they can do. Like, they can make borrowing money more expensive. How is that supposed to help? 
Oh, it's it's something that slows the economy down. So like when we were on that merry-go-round, the problem is there are plenty of things the Fed can't do. Congress can, but the Fed can't. And as for the stuff they can do, well, there's just a lot the Fed doesn't control about the world and the people in it, and their tools just don't always work the way they think they will. But in general, in a crisis, the Fed is pretty good at keeping our economy working the way we need it to. Hmm, the Federal Reserve seems like it has a lot of power. I just assume the president controlled inflation. Not really. Presidents can't really push a magic button to make prices go down or anything. I mean, no one can. Even sometimes the Federal Reserve is all like, I don't know, but definitely not a president. I knew it. All presidents do is attend inaugurations and pardon turkeys. Big whoop. Try working retail for one day. That's a tough job. Oh, wow. It's Janet Yellen. Just taking a coffee break. Do you think she'd take a selfie with me? I mean, one can dream. Ugh, I'm too nervous. Let's duck out of sight before she sees us. Ooh, what's in this room? Hey, look, I knew it. It's the Federal Reserve's room of levers that they use to keep inflation under control. Ryan, I always kind of thought that if given the chance, I could probably be really good at fixing runaway inflation. You want to pull some of these with me and see what happens? I don't know. From everything you've been saying, inflation sounds like a really delicate balance of many different factors without an easy solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, excellent point. But may I present a counterpoint? Let's just start pulling them. Okay, why not? I mean, when are they going to ever let us into this room again, right? Okay, um, let's try this first one. This one just gives everyone more money. Sounds like an obvious solution. All right, so let's pull it. Ah, what's happening? Do something! Wait, I've got an economist on speed dial. Her name is Martha Olney, and she teaches economics to college students at the University of California, Berkeley. Hello? Martha, it's Bridget. Hey, what up, B? I don't have time to explain, but I'm at the Federal Reserve. <gasps> and you snuck into the room with the big levers and started pulling them? Yeah, how'd you know? Oh, typical Bridget hijinks. So, what's the situation? Give me the facts. Okay, so I pulled the wrong lever to give everyone more money, and everything went bananas. What do we do wrong? If we gave money to all the families so that everybody got more money, then everybody having more money would be able to go out and buy more things. And that would increase what we call the demand for all these things. And that would just push the prices up higher. Okay, thanks. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay, so this was apparently the wrong lever. When we gave everyone money, it just meant everyone was able to pay those higher prices and the prices just went even higher. So we just made inflation worse. How about this lever? It says spending freeze on it. It'll make everyone stop buying new stuff for three months. If people buying stuff is one of the things that drives up inflation, let's just stop the shopping. Okay, let me ask Martha before you, like, pull something and then... Ah! You were supposed to wait! Martha, help! We froze all spending for three months. Why didn't that work? If, when those three months are over, everybody has been earning money over those three months, and so they have a lot of money saved up, and then they go back out and they go shopping, then all of a sudden there's this big surge in demand, and it pushes prices up. That's, in fact, what we saw with the pandemic. Okay, fair. I see now where we went wrong with that one. Oh, of course. It doesn't help to stop people from buying things if they're just going to do all that buying a little later. You're just putting off something that will still happen. Ryan, watch out! Oh no, you just slipped on the lever that makes the government lower the prices of everything. During World War II, we tried that. We had the Office of Price Administration, and it determined the prices for things and told companies how much they could charge for each thing. And please say it solved inflation forever. 
And what developed are what are called secondary markets or black markets, where the companies were told they could only charge a certain amount, but then either the people who were able to buy it at that low amount turned around and sold it to other people at a higher price, or the companies themselves cheated uh, and broke the laws and sold things at a higher price. Second-hand market? That reminds me of when I tried to buy fancy sneakers, but I could only get them from this guy on eBay. Yeah, or those second-hand tickets I bought for a Belly Eyelash concert. You mean Billy Eilish? Oh, darn. I think maybe I bought some fake tickets. Wait, now I'm curious who Belly Eyelash is. They sound cool. Well, I really thought we had a solution there. Oh, you know what? My bad. This room is actually the levers that don't work and the Fed doesn't have the power to do it anyway room. It said it right there on the door. How silly of me. Wow, I guess inflation really is a complicated thing to solve. Lots of unintended consequences. I guess let's go home then. I gotta find a bathroom first though, because my bladder doesn't have a huge reserve, if you catch my drift. Yeah, it's subtle, but I think I get it. And in my opinion, the perfect joke to take us to the break. You've heard some kids answering some not-so-random questions this season. Now it's time to hear from some grown-ups. Here's professional skateboarder Tony Hawk. Take it away, Tony. What do I wish I had a million bazillion of? Uh, I wish I had a million bazillion skateboards to give away. Because that way anyone that ever wanted to try skateboarding could try it for themselves and decide if they like it and a million bazillion would take care of, well, I think they would take care of everyone. And if they broke one, we'd have spares. Yes, and surprisingly, I don't have a million bazillion skateboards. I know that's what I do for a living, but I, I don't even have a hundred. So I gotta work on that. Thanks for including me. This is Tony Hawk. Well, it turns out we weren't able to solve inflation, even with all the powers of the Federal Reserve at our fingertips. Yeah, but I did stop by the gift shop and I got this cool airbrush t-shirt of Fed Chair Jay Powell riding a unicorn. Yeah, it is a cool shirt, so not a totally wasted trip. So what do we learn from all this? Do you want to wear the shirt while you do this one? No need, I've got my cape. <clears throat> Inflation is like a balloon or a broken merry-go-round. It is confusing and might make you a little angry. No, that's not it. Seriously, do you want to try the shirt? I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay, here goes. Things today cost more than they did when your grown-ups were kids. And Alder is right. A dollar today will probably be worth less in the future. It'll buy fewer things. And it's because of something called inflation. But it's not something to be afraid of. It just means that prices of a whole bunch of things went up. Except there are times when inflation might go up so fast we really do notice it. And it makes buying the stuff we need more difficult. Like right now. Now, the folks at the Federal Reserve are trying to slow down that inflation, but they've got to be careful they don't slow down the rest of the economy, too. It might take some time for us to see if their plan worked or it didn't. It definitely won't happen overnight. If you want to learn more about inflation, check out our tip sheet at marketplace.org million. And remember, some experts say that when inflation is high, that's actually a good time to ask for a raise. So... Maybe this is the time to ask for a little increase on your allowance. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that will go over great 
with your parents. <laughs> Try that one out, kids. Ask your parents for a raise because of inflation. <laughs> What's so funny? Like, maybe with the right approach, the negotiation. Be sure to call in, kids, and tell us about all the extra money you were successful in negotiating. We'll be waiting by the phone (laughs) until 2032. It could work. (laughs) When a candy bar costs like (laughs) $1,000. Thanks for listening to Million Bazillion. We help dollars make more sense. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review and tell your friends about us. If you want to keep getting smarter about money, sign up for the Million Bazillion Academy and get four weeks of lessons you can do at your own pace. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash MBA. Million Bazillion is brought to you by Marketplace and American Public Media. This episode was written and hosted by me, Ryan Perez, and Bridget Bodner, who's the senior producer, too. This episode was produced by Marissa Cabrera with help from Tiffany Bowie. Edited by Jasmine Romero and Sandin Totten. Sound designed by Chris Julen and Becca Weinman, and Becca also mixed this episode. Our theme music was created by Wonderly. Our digital producer is Tony Wagner. Donna Tam is the director of On Demand at Marketplace. Neil Scarborough is the VP and general manager. We are grateful for the voicing talents of Kimberly Adams, Marissa Cabrera, Chris Julin, Matt Levin, Melody Perkins, Jeff Peters, Andy Euler, Tony Wagner, and Becca Weinman. And special thanks to the people who provided the startup funding for Million Bazillion and who continue to help us keep going. The Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance, supporting Marketplace's work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy. And to all the grown-ups listening right now, we hope that you and the kids in your life are having some good conversations about money, thanks to Million Bazillion. Help us keep those conversations going. Donate today at marketplace.org slash give million. Your support means a whole lot. <laughs>